the Maximum Meathead Podcast. And we're back with another episode of the Maximum Meathead Podcast, where we bring you the meat and potatoes of fitness with a side of bullshit. We're your host, Muscle Bill and Punchy Paquette. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. What up, buddy? Hit the beach, a little sunshine. Yeah, we did. Did we dip in the lake? Yeah. Summer's not over. Punch some waves. Yeah. Get ready for that fight. What, What was that hashtag? Uh, hot girl summer. Yes, I was thinking white girl summer. <laughs> no, hot girl summer for sure. <laughs> yeah, man, We're just living our best life. That's right, doing a better. With whatever the alcohol is that those girls drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a good day so far. Yeah, we're gonna sit down. We have Thomas in. Hey guys, the man behind the scenes. That's right, mm-hmm. the Ice House Studio Master. <laughs> now on the mic. It's good to have you on, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we yeah. always have pretty good discussions prior to the podcast, and then. Uh, you have to hide away and fix our vocals. <laughs> no, I don't do much of that, but it is pretty strange uh, being on this side of the mic. That's uh, that's for sure. Is it? Yeah. Did you feel it as soon as Muscle Bill started? Yeah, I felt it. Nice. The intro? Yeah, yeah nice. It's <laughs> just like listening on the on the app. <laughs> yeah. yeah Except for right. it's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What do we got going on today? Um. Well... I guess, I don't know, this is probably a month or two ago. I remember we were having a conversation... Uh, after one of these uh, uh, podcasts, and Joel, you were saying how you've been punched in the head <laughs> enough times that it's affected maybe the way uh, you process things or maybe your behaviors a bit, and I thought that's crazy. Yeah, I think it is crazy, but it uh, it explains a lot. And I was like, how do you get to that? How'd you get to that point? I don't know. I think you just you get there. Yeah, like how <laughs> all of a sudden you're there and you don't you don't realize it. I uh, I actually had I've had brain scans on the regular for the last probably ten years maybe. Wow. Because uh, because of fighting, it's just a requirement. Is maybe that, not maybe not that. ten years, but anyways, when you fight as a professional, every year or two years, whatever it is, you have to go and get a CT scan in your head, whole bunch of other tests, ECG, EEG, all your blood. This and that. So anyways, been doing that for a long time. Then uh, I did an MRI on the head. They noticed some injuries or some trauma to the front part of my brain. So then they suspended me from fighting. Went and talked to the neurosurgeon. He's like, uh, like, what are your symptoms? Like, I said, I don't know. Like, I forget a lot of shit. And sometimes I'll go to make coffee. And there's already a warm coffee sitting there that I've made, you know what I mean? Or I'll go, I'll leave, I'll leave my house, I'll lock the door, get in my truck, be like, did I lock the door? Ah, oh, get out, go check, door's locked, get back in my truck, and I shit you not, I'll get back in my truck, and I'll go, did I just unlock my door? Yeah. Did, what did I, mean, I, I mean, I'm sure I've done what, that too. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm, and I'm explaining to him, like, I do a lot of dumb shit on the regular, but I don't think it's a problem, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't recognize a lot of people. I recognize faces, don't remember names, anything like that. Whatever, whatever. In the end, they give me back uh, my license to fight. Wow. I go, right? So it's just one of those things. It's if symptoms start bothering you, then come back and see us, and we'll assess it from there, so on and so forth. But I got cleared to fight coming up here in a few weeks. So Nice. And everything's been good, I think. I don't know. My memory's shit, but I don't... I don't know if that's brain trauma or what's up. Yeah. But anyways, doing my research on the type of trauma that uh, f- fighters especially or any kind of combat athlete, 
you know, you could go to football players too. And it's getting exposed a lot more concussions and concussion syndrome and whatnot. Um, Frontal cortex damage can really change how a person behaves. And I always, like I always said, I think, I think I told you, or maybe it was part of that discussion where like, I got to wake up and try to be good. Now, is there like a point where and you notice this in your life? Like, was it like one day you woke up and you're like, oh man, I, I gotta, I gotta make a decision to be good today. It was probably you did too much bad shit in a row and you're like, holy fuck, this has been a, <laughs> it's been a crazy couple months. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had a couple, yeah. uh, good stretches where I've done some wild stuff and just, you know, never, th- nothing too crazy. Just kind of live by my own rules and have some reckless fun. But then you sit back and realize, like, holy shit, like, if you really assess what I did, like, oh, I don't know what kind of stories we're going to get into today, (laughs) but it's like, it doesn't even seem real. And then I looked into a lot of uh, brain trauma studies and whatnot, and some some people just develop a habit where uh, they just, they're more impulse driven, right? They just have that habit in them now. They don't have that decision making process where like, oh, maybe that's a bad idea. Like, I'm leaving the parking lot. Do I need to spin my tires and crank the music? Be like, woo, with my my hand out of the window, just say, see you later to my boys. Probably not, but I do. You know what I mean? Like, I have to stop. When I get in my car, I'll be like, all right, reverse and just drive, Joel. Let's just just drive. Maybe honk your horn once. There's no need to fucking spin your tires, make a big scene, whatever, whatever. And I think I started realizing it more once I started being... uh, um, how do I say this? Like, uh, not like a public figure, but like kids were starting to look up to me and stuff because I was getting more recognition from the fighting and whatever. And with blue star and the videos that were popping up, it seemed like I had a bit more responsibility to like show a good face or be a good person. I'm still a good person, but I am a little reckless. So then I was like, Hey, I got to slow down. And then when you tell yourself you got to slow down and you don't want to, then that's when you realize, like, holy shit, like, I never want to slow down. I want to be reckless all the time. And sometimes I let it, I let it sneak out. But uh, I think i got a grasp on things now, whether it has to do with brain trauma or not. I think it does have a lot to do with it. And look at the studies, right? You'll see people that will do crazy shit once their brain gets banged up a little bit because uh, just their thought process changes. Do you think it could be a learned or a practiced thing too. Like if you were you were to go ahead and do the reckless things, then it's just, you think you just bypass the decision-making part, then you're like, you know what, I do this all the time, so I'm not going to ask the question anymore, do I want to do it? I'm just going to do it because the last 10 times I said yes. So your brain just goes, let's do it. And then it's like a learned and practiced thing, or I don't know anything about brain trauma and all that kind of stuff, but I don't know. It could I, be a learned behavior too. It's like, yeah, yeah this is okay because yeah, it's it always okay. Be. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, yep. Right. And it could <laughs> yeah. be uh, right from, from nurture sure. stage, right? Sure. Be like, okay, this is, this is good behavior. You're allowed to do this, whatever, whatever. And it's just progressively got worse. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that yeah. could be too. But, uh, I think it has to do a lot with how, how you treat it. It would be a lot about awareness, like just being aware of it. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I don't know anything about your your fighting career. So was this like multiple fights with hits to the head, injuries to the head kind of thing? Can you well, tell me about that? Well, training and fighting, a lot of people don't realize that the training is usually a lot harder. Okay, so um, I definitely don't know that. 
Yeah, the training aspect is a lot harder than the fights. The fights are nothing. It's the eight weeks coming up to the fights when you're when you're getting ready, you're sparring hard. You're well for myself. See what makes it specifically hard on me when I was getting into the fight. I learned by fighting people, so I don't have any training partners back home. And when I started, MMA was actually legal in Ontario, so we couldn't even compete. It was an illegal sport that we were part of. So there was no real gyms or nothing opened up specifically for MMA. <clears throat> what I'd do is I'd go to a boxing gym and uh, show up on a night where they'll, they'll have some sparring, some open sparring or something. I show up. I'm the new guy, the outsider. You know, what are they going to, how do you think they're going to fight the, the new guy from outside the gym, right? Everybody wants to go hard on the, <laughs> the guy nobody knows. No. So I'd always venture off, go to different gyms, you know, kickboxing gym, boxing gym jiu-jitsu gym whatever whatever and just get hard sparring all the time and that's kind of how uh, i grew into it uh, my first real serious mma gym would have been uh adrenaline back in the day with sean Tompkins, and he he was based out of london it was called, called hard knocks at that point and i remember i'd drive there for sparring i was like 17 years old just got a license in a car just so I could go to London to spar these guys. Guys I'd see on, you know, I'd hear about fighting. They, they were, uh, I think Sam Stout was in the UFC or they were fighting TKO at that point. I can't yeah. remember. I think Those it was were, TKO back then. Yeah, yeah, I think it was TKO yeah. at that point. Right, that's the same uh, organization that GSP went through. And so these guys were legit, right? They're ahead of the curve in the MMA scene. And I'd go there. Spar night, get my ass kicked. I remember Lorenzo, one of their uh, Thai kickboxing instructors. He was like in and out of Thailand, I believe, and he was in London training with them. He kicked me in the head three times in a row. Kicked me in the head, and I go, oh, shit. I just, this guy just kicked me straight up in the face, like super hard. Whack. And then again, <laughs> like, whoa, shit, he did again. Whack. <laughs> like before I could even put my hand, like I'm kind of like putting my hand up, like, oh, shit, not thinking he's just going to do it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> smack, smack, smack. As I'm saying this, obviously I didn't learn my fucking lesson because as I'm talking right now, I got a black eye because of a toe that was in my face from a head kick. I didn't dodge, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah 15 years later. <coughs> but uh, yeah, you, so it, I'd go there and it was like hard sparring. These guys were all studs and just go take your beats. And I remember I'd get back in the car after I can't look left, can't look right. My neck would be all fucking whiplashed all over the place just drive home with the biggest smile on my face like oh yeah <laughs> i learned so much today <laughs> so i learned by fighting these guys so a journey all over the place and that's how it was you had to do that and I, I remember in sarnia when we first started fighting like i said it was illegal in ontario so we just made up a group we we're the sarnia cage fighting crew or something like that i can't even remember what it was was that where supreme is now or was that before supreme obviously that was before supreme yeah john frazier had kind of a club going on in point edward with uh andy mcdonald he was the tie guy right yeah so he kind of had his thing john frazier is even more of an og like he was he was fighting before before i was fighting he was already i think just getting into retirement as i started fighting then he came out of retirement yep I actually cornered all his fights once he came out of retirement with him. The Haggis was, Basher. Yeah, the Haggis Basher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was my, my role model coming into the fight game. Met him in col col college. <laughs> 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 get it out of you. 
Yeah, I met him in college, and uh, first day, I, well, it's a long story. I could get into it, actually. So adrenaline was like the high school days for me, okay? So I'd get in my car, no real formal training. I, I took the boxing in town. I took a traditional jiu-jitsu style, and uh, I'd drive to London, get my ass kicked, basically, and drive home work on some boss rooting videos or whatever kind of combat videos I had at the time, work at that at home, try to get better, learn from how I got beat up, like check out, oh, okay, my my left side's pretty beat up this time, so like my left side's got to go up. You know, my body hurts over here, so got to drop my elbow, drop my elbow down on this side. So I just consistently do that, drive back and forth. Then for college, I moved to Sarnia. We're at a bar and I seen this, there's a, a bar fight that happened. I'm with my boys, like n- new friends I've had. And uh, this little Filipino guy gets in a fight with this other guy, double legs him, spins him in the air, slams him, like puts him in some kind of submission hold. And the guy's like yelping for mercy, just dumbing him, like yeah. dusting him in seconds, right? Just, whoosh, whoosh. I'm like, man, who the hell is that guy? So my, uh, he wasn't my roommate yet, but he was... Uh, he was just a friend of a friend. He knew who he was. So I was like, wow, I'm so, so impressed by it. We get home the next, the next day. I gave, him, I gave my buddy a call. I'm like, hey, do you, you know who that guy was that got in that bar fight? And he's like, yeah, it's John Billigot. I'm like, can you, can you take me to him, like introduce me to him? He's like, I don't know his number or anything, but I know where he works. So I'm like, all right, where does he work? He's like, Zeller's or something like that. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so so uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go pick you up. We're going to go meet this guy. I want an introduction because I love fighting at this point, but I didn't have a club, just moved to college, and uh, hey, I said it right that time. Uh, and I <laughs> wanted to meet some friends or some people that are into it. So we pack in the car, we go to Zeller's, <laughs> we're like, we're looking around, we ask, we're like, oh, he's in the, he's in the home furniture section or something. <laughs> so we go around there, I'm like, uh, we find him, and Ryan, my roommate-to-be in the future. Right, yeah. Yeah, Fertilize, he's yeah. like, hey, John, this is my buddy Joel. I'm like, hey, man, I seen you at the bar last night, that was some crazy shit, like, where do you train? He's like, oh, we got a club out in Point Edward, which is just attached to Sarnia. And uh, we trained with John Frazier, who was a pro MMA fighter. He fought in Quebec. Fought, a, fought some big names. Uh, Terry Quinville, too, and beat him up in the end, which was great. Anyways, he had a little club running. So he's like, you want to come out? Come out. So I did. A couple of days later or whatever, went out to one of their classes. And uh, this this is like... Uh, Frazier's just a small redheaded guy, yeah. so quiet and nice, but his nickname's the Haggis Basher for a reason. Like in the cage, he's just vicious, just nonstop, just wild man. Like his striking is unorthodox. He just swings all over the place. He swings for the fences. He's just all over you. <laughs> and but, it works. And yeah, it works. Yeah. And he doesn't care about getting taken down or anything because he's a submission wizard. He's like uh, an OG black belt, like back in the day when when uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was hardly around. Like, he was dabbling in that shit, right? I, I learned much of my style from him. I got good on the ground accidentally just by getting beat up by him, just spider monkeying me all over the place. Like, it, it wasn't even a challenge for him. He just he just run my show, and I couldn't believe it, and that's what really inspired me to start learning with him. 
because I couldn't believe this little redheaded guy was just like, just totally yeah. destroying me. We got, we got, uh, so I went to this club and they're like, all right, well, let's, uh, he's like, you got boxing experience and whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, glove up. Let's do some sparring. I'm like, okay. Within like 30 seconds, there's blood all over the place. My, <laughs> my nose is busted <laughs> and I'm, I'm beat up. We keep going, whatever. He's like, okay, thanks. Listen to that. I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm like, this guy's an animal. I need to learn more. So progressively, uh, we started training. We started training. Then a gym, we had a gym open up and so on and so forth. He got back in the fight game. Then I started fighting for him. I think I, I'm his first pro under him to get a first student under him to get a pro MMA fight. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Like awesome. a, a, f- yeah. a first pro MMA win under him. Was that a so fight that in Sarnia? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So tell that me, was good. Tell me about that one. The fight in Sarnia? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or are we jumping ahead too far? No. We'll, we'll bounce all over. Okay. And my memory's so shit. So, Muscle Bill, if I'm making stuff up, let me know. Like, <laughs> like, hey, Joel. Hey, man. Like, uh, that's not how it went down. So, so, basically, if you didn't go to the bar that one night to see that one takedown... Who knows where how this all would have played out? Yeah, who right? knows? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then another part of that story before we go to the f- first win for Frazier is one of the guys at the gym. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> when I showed up at the gym the first night, there was a guy there named Woody who's like, oh yeah, been my homie and my acted as my manager throughout all my fights and all that. Still dealing with my fights for this one coming, coming up. up here. Before the gym, seeing at the gym, we're at the bar. It was the Campbell Street Station in Sarnia, and it was like a bloodbath. On Wednesday nights, uh, all the Americans would come over because they couldn't drink till they are 21, but it's a border city, right? So they'd all come over, mm-hmm. big college night. Yeah. Fun night, super fun night, but bloodbath. <clears throat> the one night, uh, uh, my crew is uh, getting in an altercation with this other crew, and... I'm kind of standing back, and then there's this other guy kind of standing back, part of the other crew, and they get into it, and pop, pop, pow, they start punching each other out. And I don't know if I got into that involved at all or not. <laughs> no, okay, we watched it. They're all just punching each other in the head. Me and this guy are ordering a, a street meat at the vendor right there watching this, getting a sausage, and he looks at me, he's like, you know what this means, eh? And I'm, like, putting toppings on my sausage. I'm like, yeah, I think so. It's like, yeah. He takes a bite of his hot dog. He's like, you and me got to fight. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think we do, man. I guess after this sausage. And uh, so, like, the, the battle's still going on there. But there's, like, a couple punches. They're chirping. But there's bouncers involved and shit. They're trying to swing punches over the bouncers. It's like the fight wasn't really going on. There was a lot of broken action. So we were able to just nonchalant talk like this so we're in the middle of eating and just standing beside each other then he's like well i'm kind of tired and i'm i'm gonna walk home my house is this way i'm walking alone like i see you got a big group of guys like if you want to deal with this i'm walking alone and uh, if not i'm sure i'll see you at the bar another night I'm like all right man take care <laughs> and he leaves so he was kind of like their their guy he was a tra- he was a trained fighter at that time more trained than the average joe anyways Right. So anyways, he was at this gym. Woody, who's now deals with the athletic commission and all that, he liked to punch out a lot of people at the bar. So shout out to him. He was a 
he, it was good to meet him too outside. Another another bar night right. fight situation right. where he's like, "Me and you got a fight, bud." Okay, yeah, cool. It was good to meet him because so that like, was Woody. You got the hot dog stand, is what you're saying? Yeah, Woody, okay, okay. Woody was. Yeah, okay. yeah, the hot I'm dog like, stand. Right, guy like, is let's, Woody. let's put this together with some glue here. Yeah. Woody's the guy with the hot dog. Yeah, who's now your fight manager? Right, so yeah, he was yeah, the yeah, fight awesome. manager. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We watched both our set of buddies punch each other out, right. but we're like right. more concentrated on our food. Right than anything else. <laughs> typical typical guys that are used to being around fighting. It's like, all right, boys, I'll get right into this after the sausage. Here. <laughs> yeah. If you're still doing this in five minutes, then I'll try and see what's up. Yeah. Nice. I'm so, wondering if we should we should plug your uh, fight coming up. Uh, I mean, we mentioned a few times. So prospect yeah. fighting championships, London, Ontario, September 28th. Get your tickets through me. All over. You can through the website too. Yeah. Or chuck it in Goddard. Yeah, Chuckin' and Godrich. That's right. Her on BJJ.com. <coughs> Shout out. Uh, a couple places. But yeah, I'm fighting uh, this Colton guy. Jiu-Jitsu ace, they call him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be a welterweight. It's going to be a good fight. He's just coming off a fresh win. Three weekends ago, I believe, in Ottawa, he heel-hooked a guy. But he ain't going to get that shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... Uh, He's going to try. Faisal's setting it up. It's the... Uh, Kidney fight for yeah, kidney, uh, uh, whatever, right? Yeah, it's actually for a good cause to uh, Dr. Faisal in Ontario, in uh, London, who is responsible for the growth of MMA in this province. Huge. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for Faisal, I wouldn't have been fighting. He had me covered for everything, got me lined up for fights, all the medicals I needed. He's the backbone of so many fighters in Ontario. It's unreal. Yeah. Wow. When the UFC comes, he's one of the, the medics that goes in the cage. Wow. Right? So he's heavily involved. Mm-hmm. He, uh, what were we talking about there? I don't know. Kidney disease. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so anyways, he's the he, head of the kidney disease at, or kidney at, uh, at nephrologist University Hospital. University Hospital. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he's high up there, and he usually has an event to raise money for his charity. He's had kickboxing events in the past. Prospect Fighting Championships put on Pro MMA in Ontario before. There's not very many organizations. So he's teamed up with Faisal. Mm-hmm. Prospect is teamed up with King Faisal, and they're doing this uh, this fight coming up on the 28th. And all ticket sales are going to the Kidney Foundation. Wow, cool. So yeah, sweet. Yeah, and Faisal used to box too. I remember. Yeah, Faisal did some kickboxing. Yeah, I, I, I went to, up I go to and sparred with him. Yeah, and he he used to. Fight, or I remember there was a poster with him on it. Like when I was down there getting my treatment done, I see the fight for kidney disease or whatever and Faisal's on there I'm like <laughs> he's yeah. he had the biggest yeah. entrance I've ever seen I've seen him fight yeah at his I remember, yeah. charity because you you know him and then I know him through the hospital so it's like how you know it's this weird grapevine of well, I go to that hospital and I'm in that unit and Joel knows him from fighting so yeah, it's, it's funny sweet, man yeah. oh he's an awesome guy yeah yeah he came out and he had a whole dance squad he had like uh I don't know, crazy type music going yeah. on and people playing instruments. I think they might even have carried him out. I don't even know. But then he takes off his robe and he's this doctor, right? Dressed up professionally every day at University Hospital. Takes it and he's got these big wings across, tattooed on his back. And he's going nuts. The referee had to tell him <laughs> to settle down at his old charity foundation. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, come on, come on. I, I bet you all the nurses and other doctors that were in the crowd yeah, they'd be like, Holy were fuck. like, holy shit. And, and Faisal sets me up. So anyways, he invites me to his, his last big, uh, I don't know if it was his last one, but it was one of his big ones. Raised a, sh- a ton of money for his kidney foundation. 
I was dressed. I had dress pants, dress shirt. I thought, hey, I'm, you know, I'm dressed up real nice. I got there. I was like underdressed. You know, everyone's in like suits and tuxes and stuff. It's like a dinner gala. Oh yeah, event. So Faisal sits me at this table, right? And obviously, I I like stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> so everyone at the table is looking at me like, "Hi, uh, <laughs> why are you here?" <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all doctors and shit. Yeah. And uh, so get along with a couple, and then there's a couple that I just weren't weren't vibing with me or whatever. They just weren't my type of people. Anyways. Uh, I feel like I've been in those situations yeah, a few yeah. times in my life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so the event was the event was still awesome. But the funny part about what how Faisal set me up was, so the dinner, the main course was coming, and and uh, the one that was kind of prissy with me the whole time turns to me and goes, "Hmm, I'm surprised you're vegetarian." I'm like, "Why'd you say that?" She's like, "Oh, you just don't look like a vegetarian to me." I'm like. Yeah, well, I'm not. <laughs> she goes, oh, well, we're all vegetarians here. I'm like, oh, is there a choice, vegetarian or, or meat eater, carnivore? <laughs> She's like, yeah, like when you buy your ticket, you, you figure out what you want. I'm like, oh, I didn't buy my ticket. I got my ticket given to me by Faisal, and he never asked me. So I'm like, ah, I guess I get a vegetarian meal, right? right? Whatever, whatever. So I'm sitting there. Everyone's got their meals. I'm like, oh, shit. I guess I just don't get a meal, right? I just don't get one. Fine with me. That's fine. Okay. I didn't, I didn't yeah. ask about it. Didn't I didn't order know. whatever. We're in. Everyone's about halfway through eating. All of a sudden, this big, juicy piece of meat comes to the table, slaps Man, they were like, there's a couple of those people at those tables oh, yeah. that were so pissed. Once I started digging in, <laughs> I started chowing down. Like, oh, oh, Here look at go. this. Oh, look at this red, bloody wool. <laughs> They're so mad, man. They're like, get this fucking meathead away from us. You know, it was bad enough. They probably seen me as like a Neanderthal. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like it just played the part perfectly, which is kind of complimentary, really. <laughs> yeah, that's the, perfect. Yeah, yeah, the big piece of steak comes out. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> so, anyways, you have so a fight anyways, coming. three weeks from now, you have a fight coming. Three up. weeks yeah. coming up. Fight with now. Yeah, yeah, training hard. Last night, just went up to uh, Adrenaline. It's a big gym and uh, big, well-known gym. A lot of studs there. Uh, trained specifically with Jesse Ronson. He's uh, his stand-up is something else, man. He is just on a different level. I love training with him. Like hearing about what he has to say about fighting or how I was fighting. So it was good. Went up there, trained with some studs. But yeah, all over the place right now. Still doing the same shit I used to do. Just traveling, uh, picking gym nights. Like uh, yeah, yesterday was Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday mm -hmm. sparring night. So I show up with my gloves. Like, all right, boys, let's fight. That's nice. how I've been doing it. So let's say, obviously, with your uh, brain injuries, yep. right? Frontal cortex. That was the word? Cortex? Yeah. I think yep. so, yeah. Yep. Prefrontal cortex? Is that the? Is it a three-letter thing? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. So, because there's, there's a, the fighting comes with the, the mental aspect to it as well. Yep. Obviously, right? The, how much does that affect your your fighting your strategy or or hmm. even even like your your pre um you know mental state going into a fight and that kind of stuff or have you noticed any change i don't know it's been so long since i fought i'm not even sure 
what I'm thinking. Maybe even to be when, honest you, when you're you. like uh, just but, even training. But I, yeah, when in training, I've I haven't really noticed. Uh, I still get like the little bit of nervousness, but I don't think anywhere near what I used to. I'm a bit more confident, and uh, yeah, I think it's kind of hard to explain. I used to. I used to lack confidence, I think, more than anything else. The biggest change, I'd say, whether it has to do with brain injuries, whatever, whatever, it's the confidence in my ability. But that's probably due to experience, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Right, with experience and training and things like that. That's, what I, that's what's going on right now. As far as uh, brain injuries, whatever, whatever, I don't think that has anything to do with it. That's good. Yeah. Not that I, that I noticed. I'm not getting phased any more than I used to, you know what I mean? I've been yep. hit with anything lately that I... Or I guess it hasn't necessarily been a hindrance to you. No. That's right. good. No, not with fighting. It's, it's kind of helped me because I've changed my game. Uh, a lot more uh, uh, head movement, angling, because I used to just like to brawl. Like, right. go in. My ability was I trained really hard at home. Like, I worked out a lot because, like I said, I didn't have training partners. So I'd hit the gym. I'd develop power. I, I'd, I'd lift weights in a way that... That I'd be able to actually execute more power. So when I went to sparring and stuff, I'd get beat up on a technical side, but I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna try to outwork you and hit you hard and then break your will and then hopefully start dictating the pace of the sparring. Okay, and how successful was that? I mean, I have no idea. So I don't know. It's just not a good. For longevity wise, that's not right. a good game plan. Right, you basically walk in, get your shit kicked down, and hope that you can hit them hard enough that they want to ease up or back down. Yeah, and that way they feel kind of scared, or maybe not scared, but you know, protective of themselves, where you can just keep bashing at them, and then hopefully you just overwhelm, or, you know, yeah, overcome. overwhelm them. Yeah, you really, overwhelm you them. You know what I mean? And you yeah. hit hard enough for it to count. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like uh, okay, you're fancy, but. Uh, you're going to get a volume of punches now that are harder than yours. So you better ease up or you're going to get this yeah. more, more waves of this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I relied on that where they're practicing a lot of head bobbing and movement. And one, one time where I realized the most that I don't do enough of it was actually, it's funny. It's, it's another Jesse Ronson story uh, prior to a fight back in the day. And it might've been the one I won actually with Wilson which would have been my first pro win. I didn't win my first one, but I won my second pro fight. Prior to that fight, uh, Jesse Ronson took me to see a guy named Brad Fowler, and he's been a kickboxer for a long time. Uh, he's a vet in the sport, and he had me just doing head movement and, uh, and body movement and eye drills and reaction the whole time. Like that. What's an eye drill? Like, uh, Depending what I'm doing, like shoulder roll, shoulder roll, right? Like just getting your hand-eye coordination. Just like if he if he pops something up, you got to react to it, right? It's just getting the eyes okay. to to identify and adjust. Yep. Okay. So he was making us do all sorts of shit like that, putting our backs against the wall and having a guy that throws one twos at you, and you got nowhere to go except you know juke and jive left and right. So after doing a session with him, I'm like, holy shit! This whole hour we've spent just on moving my head. Mm. better right and this is just like an everyday thing for him right this is a, a regular training occurrence i'm like i don't do this enough like this was all like half the shit he made me do was new to me and then after by the end of the by the end of the training session i was like you know i felt my body moving he's starting to getting in the zone like holy shit this is how it's supposed to feel you know what i mean right. like this this should be how i am on the regular not half hour into into drilling 
you know, for me to get to that point. Right. So the head injury thing, along with like uh, those kind of experiences where I realized some guys train this excessively more than I do. But then I was thinking, okay, some guys are training this harder. I got head injuries. My fight style is not good for longevity. Um, let's let's rethink this whole yeah this whole fight plan, right? My my and that execution. Was, that was plan. for your second fight. My second fight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my first fight, I just like I just shit the bed, man. I got nervous. The whole the whole plan was to kickbox this guy. I hadn't fought in three years. My first fight back, he had just fought. Uh, so did you have an amateur fight before that then? Yeah, I had five amateur fights throughout the States and won them all first round. And how old were you at this time? 25-ish, maybe. Maybe a bit older. So that I would think. have been, that's roughly when we lived together. I was 24. Yeah. You fought in Sarnia. That was, that, that was a pro fight, though, I think, pro. at that time. Yeah, so yeah that I was done my that. amateur before moving in with you. Yeah. Anyways, so that, I had five yeah. amateur fights throughout the States because it was yeah. still legal at that time. That's why I fought in Indiana. I fought, fought in Kentucky, but we could go over that in a second. What were we just talking about prior to the fights? It was your, uh, I don't know. Something about at my second fight. Oh, head movement. Yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. Okay, the head movement. Smarter. Okay, the head injury thing. Back to the head injury thing is changing the way I fought and how I sparred. Go to the gyms. Don't be so aggressive forward. Stay back a, a little bit at first, you know, get a feel for his range, get a feel for r- his rhythm, try to dodge a few punches instead of just like, all right, hammer time, bang, 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 bang. I don't care what you're throwing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to throw whatever, I'm going to throw whatever. But getting closer to fight time, I'm f- I have to find a mix of that, right? It's not all juking and jiving because I do excel at just, it's hammer time. You know what I mean? Like, that is my style. Yep. Like, I'm going to just throw some bombs at you and that that aren't just wild. Like, I'll have precision on my shots. I, I, I train for this. They're just going to have heat on them. You're not going to like them, whether you're blocking them, what, whatever happens. You're not going to like these punches. Yep. I've hardly hit anybody. If you look at my strikes landed, it's very low because every strike landed has been sig- almost very significant. Like, uh, it either drops them or... Or hurt some bad. Like uh, the one was, I th- I've only thrown like two, two, three knees in my whole fighting career, maybe, I bet. And the one blasted the guy's guts and he couldn't breathe the rest of the fight. I eventually choked him out. Okay, I threw uh, maybe like half a dozen elbows in my career. The ones against Wilson. Broke his orbital bone and his nose and everything. They were solid elbows. to so just drop elbows. Yeah. Bang, bang. They broke his face. Okay. Uh, wow. The one against Jimmy Berger, I had him against the cage. I threw an elbow there. And it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, throw an elbow. And it, like I never trained in, in, in practice. Like a lot of the good pros, I noticed, they, they put their knee pads and elbow pads on because they train that shit. A lot. Now I simulate it near people's faces. Like it's kind of a dangerous game, but I like yeah. I at least like oh, yeah. get a bit of a, of a feel for it. If someone's doing target miss and they get in my face, I'll just, you know, shadow box and elbow through them. So anyways, I'm fighting uh, Jimmy Berger and I threw an elbow. I look up and he's just got blood coming down his face. This just split him open. Like elbows are that deadly. So every, I haven't had, uh, I haven't been able to land too many strikes. So I know that, I do have 
the power in my punches. Obviously, the stats are there for it. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. I just have to have confidence in myself, and I yep. think that's coming. And it's I don't think I have an ego anymore. I think that's set aside. Like I've been knocked out in front of thousands of people I know. I've been choked out in front of thousands of people. Like that's yeah. hard to swallow, man. You know, like that changes your view on things sure. too. That's another thing right there too. Set aside brain trauma, set aside like crazy life uh, events that happen. Just getting blasted with shit. Like mm-hmm. waking up and going, oh fuck, you know, it's over. And realizing that like the crowd was insane and in your favor and all that and everyone's just quiet now and just yep. like, what the fuck? He, he's like dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> That's the good. worst part is, last time I got knocked out, and that's another reason I'm going back to fighting, because I got fucking knocked out in my fight. I'm rattled about it. I woke up in an asthma attack, so on top of, top of waking up knocked out, yeah. I was like, couldn't breathe. I was in a huge panic. So I was like, <clears throat> I remember coming to, because I took a shot of a puffer, and I remember coming to and pulling the puffer back and seeing the name on it, and it was one of my sponsors for that fight, and I was just thinking, thank God. They got, that's when yeah. my whole consciousness came to was when they finally out, they got me out of the ring and I'm hyperventilating. They got me a puffer and I was just like, <gasps> back to life, man. It was, it was fucking insane. I had, I didn't talk much about this. I was just on a podcast not too long ago, but that fight prior to got knocked out five days before weigh-ins, I'm in the hospital with pneumonia. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Walking pneumonia, whatever right. the fuck that means. I don't know. I don't even know what pneumonia means right now. I think it has something to do with your lungs being fucked up. Yeah. So I'm telling them, I'm telling them like, hey, I got, I got a fight coming up. And they're like, well, you're sick. I'm like, okay, but I have a fight coming up under contract, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Never use this as an excuse. You know what? No excuses at all. I had a whole round to finish this fucking guy, and I didn't, I didn't finish him. He was too tough. Yep. And I got knocked out close in the second round. I was fucked. I, I watched the video. I go into the second round, I'm fucked. And in between the two rounds, I don't remember the fight at all. In between the two rounds, I'm telling my core, I'm panicking. I'm saying I can't breathe, right? So I was done. But I had a whole round to try to beat this guy up. I should have been able to finish him. So I'm at the hospital like a week before my fight. This is uh, my third pro fight now. So second second pro fight, what happened was I had an injury change. The guy was supposed to fight actually cracked his skull in training. So there goes how hard we... we, uh, (laughs) fight training wow yeah Yeah. sometimes it's crazy like uh i don't know man blood was the other night blood was shed the adrenaline one was pretty good but the one that there's a couple guys that hit the floor you know what i mean like we're getting solid brain trauma every training session every training session like we call it what we call it boxers headaches and stuff we have like cute little names for it yeah i got me a boxing (laughs) headache tonight it's like no that's (laughs) brain trauma you know those are concussions that we're doing anyways Second, uh, second pro fight, I'm supposed to fight this guy. He cracks the skull and train. I'm like, oh, shit. And then they, uh, they offer me Alan Wilson, who had a fight the next month, a title fight somewhere, uh, at 145. I was fighting at 155. So he was around that weight. Like, he was close to weight. Yeah. This is like, maybe three, four weeks before the fight. So he, he actually weighed in heavier than me in the end but anyways so he was close to weight he accepted the, he said he was just willing to take the fight so we took him on last minute notice i didn't know much about him other than he was undefeated 2-0 ran through both of his opponents knew that he was on like some team 
Canada Muay Thai team, whatever, at some point. So he got scouted out for that. So he had good hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that fight went pretty good. Other than uh, he smashed me in the face really hard, like the first 30 seconds in. We're fighting. And uh, I come out, and Jesse Ronson was actually in my corner. It's funny, his name's popping up a lot now. Now that we're talking about fighting stories, he's had a lot to do with it. Uh, he's like, we're only going to focus on one little thing because you can't focus what your fight's going to be like prior to the fight, right? There's so many nerves and shit. Like, I get tears and shit. I don't even know how to handle all the emotions. I just sit there, and, like, I got tears running down. I'm just like, I don't know what to do other than fucking rage when it's time to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, for sure. Just, like, it's it's go time. Like, see that guy looking? It's still all confusing. Until the bell rings, until until he hits me, it's all confusing. Like, how, how much time before? Like, you're talking, like, the whole day before the fight? Or? The whole day progressively gets worse as this comes to fight. It's the most nerve-wracking feeling in the world, man. Sure, I would think so. It's the worst. It's it's so scary and nerve wracking. It's crazy, man. You walk into the arena, yeah. and the whole time you've been doing interviews, you did a weigh in with this guy. You know this guy's been training to take your head off. Blah mm-hmm. blah. You've been selling tickets. You've been promoting. You got sponsors. You know, uh, putting your name out there. So you got all the pressure of that. You got training partners. You've been fucking working through injuries like crazy. You know, you're not a hundred percent. Like the one time I walked into the fight, I got pneumonia. Yeah. I didn't even finish that story. (laughs) Fucking five days before the fight, I had pneumonia. I'm like, just give me enough medicines to uh, get better. Just make me better in five days. That's it. They're like, okay, we'll give you a bunch of hardcore antibiotics and all that. Well, if if you've taken all these medicines that they give you, I was on three different medicines. I took a picture of it. I sent it to the promoter, and this is the reason why he was the only one who knew. I took a picture of it. I said, hey, man, I'm not backing out of this fight, but I'm just telling you this is what's up with me. If you're disappointed in me. Sure. Okay. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. If I'm going to make weight, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this shit's going to affect me, but this is what's up. Just so you know, I'm still fighting. Ended up, I was eating a pancake breakfast on the day. What usually weigh-ins, like weight, weight cuts are hell. Yeah. This one coming up is going to be hell. Usually they're devastating. This one, I was sick as fuck all week, right? Like super sick. Day of the weigh-ins, I'm eating a pancake breakfast before weigh-ins just to make, like, to make my maximum allow- allowable limit. Right, yeah. Like, I was underweight without cutting weight. So, I took a, so is being underweight bad as well, then? No, not no. really. I was just okay, sick. So you just, I was just so you like, could just eat whatever being, you wanted. Being underweight matter. is awesome, right. but being underweight because I was sick is not good. Yes, It just yes. means I was it like... It just meant that that's how bad you were. Yeah. Is that like, you could be eating a pancake yeah. breakfast because on your day I was away fu- in. Yeah, I was fucked up done. all yeah. week because yeah. I was just like I get crippled it. with fucking medicines <laughs> and disease. Anyways, I thought, it, I thought I was good enough to fight. I don't think I probably was. I, I had the first five minutes in me. I hit him with a with a shot that put him against the cage. I can't believe I didn't take him out with it, but uh, he survived. He survived the old liver. Can't believe it. I hit him with his liver. He he buckles. He kind of like buckles in, falls back, falls into the cage, and I just run at him and I just start hammering. I wish I would have. I wouldn't have been so ragey and just picked my shots more. He was kind of blocking it. I was I was trying to hit him in the face. He took like 10 unanswered shots, and then the referee's right there, and then he just starts climbing up the cage, man. Like, just starts waking back up. Pick him up, slam him on the the canvas. Eventually, I get him out, mount, 
And uh, the guy still just keeps on going, keeps on going. Eventually knocks me out in the second round. Fucking guy. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But my second fight where the guy switched up against uh, Alan Wilson. Uh, so this is prior to being knocked out. This is the second fight. I don't I don't know what to deal with with this Alan Wilson guy. He's like a shorter guy, really good at tie, but he's finished some fights on the ground. Don't know really how to take him. We start fighting. Ronson's like, jab, leg, kick him. So I'm so nervous that that's all I was thinking about. It was just, okay, I'm going to go in there. Jab, leg, jab, leg. Jab. So I go in, touch glass, boom, 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 boom. Land a hard jab, leg, kick him. I'm like, fuck yeah. Now I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now Again. what? Now what? <laughs> right? So we're dancing around, we're dancing around. So I just had that like two shots, pop, pop. Dancing around, dancing around. He comes in. We both snap jabs at each other. We both move and we're both throwing like fast. Like both jabs when I review that tape. We're going. It's like snap, snap, snap. We're both snapping just fast shots, right? Pop, pop, pop. So he throws a combo, throws a combo. Next combo he throws uh, overhands over top my one of my punches. Is this podcast going to go on before my fight? Probably. Okay, it doesn't really matter anyways. I think it well it should. I'm I'm thinking we probably want to promote it. Yeah. Right? Maybe yeah, next okay. week or two. Okay, I just don't want to talk about some of the things I've been working on. Okay, anyways. Guy throws an overhand right, hits me in the face, it turns my head sideways into this like leaping left hook that he gives me. Not leaping left hook, just a long left hook. So overhand hits me, smash. Then a left hook smash hits me, smash. I go flying back, whoa, I'm like backstepping, backstepping. Bounce off the cage. He's he's coming at coming at me like a bull. I literally do like you would with a bull and do like uh, what do you call those guys? Side Mat- step. Matadors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sidestep him and push him into the cage. So undulate. Yeah, he, yeah. I undulate him. I undulate him for sure. That's exactly yeah. what I did. I undulate him. He comes up, so he hits me in the face. I undulate him. I take a couple steps back. All I taste is blood. I'm like, oh shit, something's wrong with my face for sure. Something's wrong. This is bad. He's still coming at me hard. I'm like, oh, that fucker. So I throw, uh, I can't remember what he throws. He threw something, a kick, and I just threw something stiff down the pipe, and it kind of made him back off, right? It didn't, it didn't hit, but it made him back off, and he kicked me right in the knee. I, I didn't feel it until later on when I was in the hotel that night. My fucking knee exploded. I was like, what was that? And then I seen it in the fight. But anyways, so we're dancing and dancing around. I'm like, I'm tasting more and more blood. I'm like, Something is not right. Like there's, I'm tasting a lot of blood here. And in the commentary, they're like, "Oh, Paquette's got a bloody nose." Blah blah. blah. He got hit hard. This and that. He ends up hitting me with another overhand right, uh, or a, a left. I can't remember what it was. He hits me. I'm like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" Ended up, it was a cut from my lip to my nose was like open. So my like right. lip was like dangling. Right, it wasn't my nose bleeding. It was my. That's why I got like the your scar. Upper, your upper like, lip. Like this was sliced to my nose. Like oh, this, I see. It yeah. was disconnected yeah. here. So I'm tasting a lot of blood, and then the panic was set in my head. Like I'm kind of dancing around. I'm not doing anything too aggressive, too aggressive. And uh, there was a moment where I'm like, I better do something. And I remember it vividly. I better do something because I don't know how bad this is, and what if it's enough for a doctor to stop it? Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, this is shit. As we're in the heat in the moment, this shit's going through my head like, is this bad enough for a doctor? How do you have is, time to think that? I have no idea. Split second. Is, yeah. it, is it like 
does time actually just slow down for you? No, like, the, no <laughs> matrix shit happens, man. I don't know how yeah. how it happens. I don't know. And I remember listening to his corner too. It's a thing that's fucked up. I don't listen to my corner. I always listen to theirs. It's like I wish it's something I could ignore, but I could all. I always listen to their corner. And they'll be like, whatever, whatever, do this, do that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Now you I'm, know what's coming. I'm, <laughs> I'm, this is uh, probably not a bad thing, yeah, is it? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to do that this time. <laughs> I think that's what uh, kind of led him to, led me to that win against him. Later on in that fight, I remember that point where I needed to turn it on. I'm like, I'm just going to try some weird shit. So I try to fly knee at him. Just ran and just fly knee. Boof, kind of hits him in the body. Crowd goes crazy. I'm like, oh, fuck. That, like, that worked. Let's just try some shit. You know, boom, throw a teep kick, smack him right in the middle of the chest, puts him on his ass. Like, crowd goes crazy again. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this, this is sweet, right? So you, do you have these, like, this toolbox of moves you can do? Would you call I, them moves? I don't even know. I feel like I have a huge toolbox that I don't utilize. Right. Until people do shit to me, then I'm like, yeah, okay, well, you see, that's a nice move. I got one, too. Here, bang. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just happened to me in sparring last night. I'll tell you what happened after. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I have all these moves. I have the physical ability to do all these moves, right? Like, I'm not a one-trick pony. I like to stick to the basics because that works for me, right? My power and basics and power for me work, right? Just keep grinding at one thing. Eventually, they're not going to like it. It's going to break them down. Yeah. Punch them hard. It's a simple theory. Hit them hard right off the bat. doesn't have to be fancy. They're going to be like, oh, shit, I don't want any more smoke. Done deal. So what happens with Alan Wilson and this might uh, have to do with listening to corners and stuff. I remember someone yelling, shoot, 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 like shooting for a takedown. Because Wilson was getting desperate now because I did a couple of punches. I get him with a straight right. Uh, I tried to get him with a left hook. He shoots in for a takedown. So now he's getting, he doesn't want on He doesn't feet. want any more punches. No, he, <laughs> I, and I yeah. barely even touched him. That's what I mean about my, my punch stats. Like I grazed him with a couple shots. All of a sudden, he's shooting in for takedowns because like, he knew, right? Like, even though the glove, like, rolled off his shoulder, I know he, like, there was some heat to it. So he's all of a sudden shooting and for his, takedowns. And his corner knows that because they're the ones saying shit. I don't, know if oh, it, okay. I don't know if it was his corner or not, okay? okay. This, that's the ah, weird thing. Okay. I think it might have been my corner. Right. Okay, so I think he was maybe listening to my corner as well, which didn't work out for him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because they, they see blood all over my face. They think I'm tired because I'm fucking around. Meanwhile, I'm having all these thoughts in my head. It's one of the things I got to get rid of because I do it in sparring too. I'll be fighting guy in the middle, middle of fighting guy. Like you say, how do you have time to do that? There is no time. I'm fucking up in the fight because I'm thinking. Like they'll do a trick. I'll be like, oh, that's a cool trick. You know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, reach into my toolbox and grab this trick now. And, you know, it should be all just instinct. Bang, 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 bang. Right. But I do a lot of thinking in my fighting. Not so much in the heat of the moment. But like, especially in sparring, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that kind of shit. So I had one of those moments there in that fight. Uh, now the pressure's on. I know he's shooting in for takedowns. He doesn't like my punches, so I'm like, I'm gonna give him some punches. Like, if my corner's yelling shoot, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm gonna punch this guy. So I, I do a little. There's like people think I just threw a wild left hook, but if you if you break it down, you look. I crouch down. I put my hands low. So I, I did the crouch down, got him to settle down a little bit, put my hands low. Now he's, he's lowering his hands a bit. Then I did a little bounce, little bounce, bounce up, whap, hit him with a left hook on the chin. Sends him flying back. 
I jump on him, ground and pound him. That's when I threw those elbows that smashed his face. Yeah, yeah. Right. Bang, bang, ground and pound, finish the fight. Was that the one in Sarnia? Yeah, that was the one in Sarnia at the RBC yeah. Center. It was insane. That was yeah, an yeah. insane. That was a huge man. fight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah, thousands, thousands of people, man. It was the the f- crowd was insane. It was man. awesome. That was one. Yeah, I was at it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> it was unbelievable. And it was so professionally ran and all that. That's when we were fighting for the score fighting series. Yeah. So we we're on TV and shit, like yeah. on a cable deal, man. Like it was awesome. Like I've been I've been to the the one time. At, uh, it's it's one two ways. The one time I'm at uh, the hell's that place called on top of the gym? Palisade. Palisade. Okay, yeah. it's like a pool hall, right? Mm-hmm. My fight's on the TV. Okay, on the corner because it was on uh, Sports Center, and that's where my fights were on. Yep. Nice. So my fights on TV, but it wasn't my good one, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching it. I'm watching it. They're like, Paquette, Paquette, just shot. Uh. There's a guy beside me. He's like. It's like, man, that looks like you. <laughs> I go, that is me, man. It's like, no fucking way, man. That's awesome, boss. So he's he's getting all crazy about it. I'm like, I'm about to lose. Give <laughs> it. I go, give it about 45 seconds. It <laughs> <laughs> went back and shot my pool game like fuck all. Yeah. And then another time, it was on the bar and it was, um, it was the Wilson fight, and I was just amped up. I was like, oh fuck yeah. Good memories. Yeah. Awesome. A lot of family. So that was that fight. And then I got knocked out of the next fight. So that was no good. Whatever. I wasn't getting beat up. That's the thing about the fight. Like, I haven't got, I've lost some fights, but I never got really the shit kicked out of me. This last, that last fight, my third professional fight, Hector Garcia. I was supposed to fight another time against Pablo Santos. Everyone's worried about me fighting this guy who's like purple belt, brown belt, whatever, whatever. I was supposed to fight Pablo Santos, this grappling instructor from Ottawa back in Quebec years and years ago. I showed up to that fight. We weighed in, everything. We faced off, signed contracts, blah, blah, blah. He bailed on fight day. Yeah. Like, people think I'm scared of this guy. I remember guy. that, too. Yeah. Th- people think I'm scared of this guy because he's got he's a jiu-jitsu ace. He's got some accolades or whatever in jiu-jitsu. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I respect yep. it. Don't get me wrong. I respect his ability. Yeah, he has all sorts of possibilities to to submit me or whatever, but uh, I'm no slouch on the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've taken fights against black belts. Yep. I showed up to fight that guy, and he ended up not fighting me. I was pissed. It sucked. Did he give you a reason why? He said he didn't have a good weight cut, and he didn't feel good that night, and he didn't want to fight. He came up to me at the fights. He showed up at the fights comes up to me with his like kind of a guy that translated for him because he was portuguese right and uh he said he didn't want to fight me unless he was 100 percent. i'm like i'm like man no one's ever 100 yeah, percent. that's not an option yeah okay? yeah like, right. i actually gave him shit like it's okay as he was approaching i remember john frazier was there he's going be nice be nice joel be good be good joel be nice and he's coming up <laughs> He's like, hey, man, sorry, blah, 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 or saying his shit, his translator's translating, whatever. I'm like, you've, you've fucked up a lot of opportunity for me, man. Like, I sacrificed a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm not 100% right now. I got some injuries lingering. I'm here. I have family that traveled here from, like, all over the fucking place, right? I'm, I'm in Lac Limi Casino in Quebec. Uh, they treated us great, but, I mean... The fight never happened. He showed up, and the biggest thing was he thought he was fighting some squid, okay? So he, like, 
I'm nobody, right, in the fight game. I am nobody. Like, you look me up, whatever, fuck all. I got a good amateur record. I got a shitty pro record, um, one and two. Yeah. You know, never fought any pussies, though. And uh, so it's like I'm no, I'm nothing to anybody, right? But uh, I show up at the weigh-in, and uh, all of a sudden, he's, he's looking. I'm like, who's this guy? Right, yeah. I come in. I'm in shape because I do a lot of the work in the off time. You know, like a lot of the guys take off times and enjoy their stuff. My enjoyment of my off time is like fucking hitting the gym with my buddies. Yeah, like me and Muscle Bill end up in different cities. We meet up with each other. We're like, hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, let's, let's hit the gym. Yeah, like yeah. right now, we're both wearing yeah. OEV Fitness yeah. T-shirts because that's the gym that we both hit up yeah. in London the one time. Yeah. Muscle Bill's like, hey, you want to check out this? I'm gym? like, let's go to this gym that I know it's just opening up. And you're like, yeah, I've never been there. Whatever. And then I'm like, fuck yeah. And now Joel's going there all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So on my off time, I like to just hit the gym and be in shape. And like, to me, the fighting for is for self defense for real life. Like, I don't do these fights for competition. I want I do these fights so if anyone steps up to me or my family or or my girlfriend or whatever, I could dust them. You know what I mean? If anyone threatens my life, it's go time. And it's it's gave me so much confidence in in real life situations and in crazy situations. I've met some crazy characters through it all, and but that's my my basis of it all. Like, I want to. I want to be able to to kill a guy that comes in here to kill me. Hard to kill, right? right? That's a motto, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be hard to kill. That's yeah. that's exactly my motto. Like I want to be ready if a guy comes in that door. I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with him. Sure. You know what I mean? It's not for these fights, which I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for these fights yeah. to fuck all. So uh, and look, to go back to that way, and I remember that fight too. As you said, you come in in shape, and like, there's nothing to say. You don't have to be muscular to fight. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing no. saying that, but like. The weigh-in pictures, Joel is fucking ripped and jacked, and this other guy just looks like a normal dude, right? Which right. is, which is, it doesn't have anything to do with skills. Don't get me wrong, but like, no fucking wonder you walk into weigh-in expecting, yeah, this guy's not a fighter. I don't know anything about him. Whatever, who cares? You show up to fight, and you weigh in in front of this guy who's fucking shredded to the bone, all jacked up, and stands right up for the pitcher for like, let's go time. Yeah, like. Well, maybe I don't know if I want to fight this guy. Just yeah. fucking look at him. Like, yeah, ear dangling. That's, yeah, I, had, I had a bad cauliflower ear then, yeah. too. So my left ear was, like, drooping down, <laughs> right. full of blood. Yeah, like it's freshly fucking inflamed. Yeah. Your nose is all, you know. Like, he probably thought he was fighting a newbie. And I walked in, and the yeah. biggest thing was there'd be, like, this crowd from, like, Hamilton, a crowd from Burlington, a crowd from uh, Niagara, a, car- a crowd from Sarnia, whatever. And I'd be like, hey, 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 hey. They're like, hey, Joel, hey, Joel. Yeah. So he's watching me go to group after group, and they're all like, hey, Paquette, Paquette, blah. Right. And yeah. all these guys I've ran into in my travels, yeah. and I ran into with Fra- cause Frazier. Because You go train with them. Yeah, Frazier would <laughs> yeah. drag me all over the place when he was getting ready for his big fights. So I met all these uh, bunch of top guys through him, like going to visiting gyms. Like we'd travel and go train. The only reason I was able to train with these guys is because I was like Frazier's sidekick, right? I was his corner man slash yep. student slash training partner whatever whatever yeah so like i show up to this place in lac Lemi where he probably thinks like joe blow's coming from sarnia who the fuck knows who he is but he's he's with john frazier who's an animal so yeah maybe he's somebody but probably not you know i'm not saying i am but i did put yeah. in my time i've trained with all these guys yeah i'm not a fucking newbie to the sport so the guy backs out i was like what the fuck man yeah. I don't want none of this. So that's what you know. We meet up at the bar, and he's causing shit with me. I'm going to win that one because yeah. he doesn't want none of this. And he's like, yeah. he's a real threat, right? He's yeah. a, he's a he's a true fighter. He's a, this is what he does. He's a professional fighter, black belt jiu-jitsu. Like this guy was legit. Yep. 
I remember squaring off with him. He's all tattooed up and stuff, and just like he didn't seem like he had much fear or nothing. But yeah, I definitely didn't either. You Mike or Mike Tyson, Arnold. You know they all of them. They you get them in the mind before it even starts, right? Yeah, yeah. As soon as they look away, you win. And <laughs> I've then had, you fucking won, right? I've had, <laughs> I've had like very uh, polarizing uh, situations like that. Sure. Uh, one was this guy fought in the fuck was it, Indiana. Okay, this guy, dude, he must have herniated himself staring at me. Because <laughs> from the time of the weigh-ins yeah. where, like, we first locked up that we were fighting, this guy's eyes were squinting down. He's staring at me like, like, just, like, really forceful staring. I remember, I remember it so clearly. We're in the backstage. First off, we're at, I'm fighting for King of the Cage, which was a big organization in the state, so it was a big shot for me. Yeah. It was a four-man tournament, and I got selected to be an alternate. So I fight this guy and before the tournament starts, and if anyone in the real tournament, um, it was for like a huge contract, if anyone in the real tournament gets hurt and can't go to the next round, we, the winner of the, the alternate fills in, right? So I'm in the back room, King of the Cage, fucking all this crazy stuff, like... It's all pretty still new to me. Not not new, but like I'm still at the amateur level, and this was a big show. This was like a pro show, okay? This is a pro show, but they called my fight an amateur. Like it, it, it was messed up. Like a lot of the stuff in the states was classified amateur, but they were big, like they were right, yeah. like they were pro shows. Like my Canada versus USA one, which I I had line for Woody the sausage guy, who held the Canada versus USA yeah. in the end. And I was his main event, small world. Um, like it, it was like the size of a, of a smaller pro show. Anyways, this place in the States, uh, what the fuck was I getting at? I don't know. <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't the guy staring down. Oh yeah. He gave himself a hernia. Hernia guy. Oh yeah. This, oh yeah. The cage, the cage. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in the back room. Yeah, okay, I know. I'm back on topic. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Added that. Added that, stoner. <laughs> the, uh, I'm in the back room and uh, getting the glove or getting my hands wrapped. I'm in the one wrap. Guy barges in the door. It's like these, and the, you think, you'd think fighters and stuff in the back rooms get these, like, get treated super nice in big rooms and stuff. That's not the case half the time. You're in these shitty little locker rooms, like, packed together where only one guy can warm up and the other everyone else has to stay away it was jam-packed in there and it's like a weird situation always because right. like one guy's getting ready to fight then he's coming back in he's fucked up whether he won sometimes yeah. he's yelling in excitement so, so there's a lot of emotions in and out of that dressing room when you're trying to stay there just calm and you have Get your million zone. things yeah. yeah like that's something i gotta run in my head right now and just start getting getting ready for that because it's a lot to take in but meanwhile on the other hand i don't give a fuck anymore so I don't really care if I am going to, like, I don't even know if those things are going to run through my head much anymore. Or I'm going to sit there and be like, you know what, it's, it's on. Let's say this guy just this guy just came up to me on the street right now and threatened my life. Like, this is, this is what's up. It's not a choice. Like, it's not like, this ain't, this ain't, if I want to win, I have to win right now. This guy's going to beat me until I'm unconscious, and I hope that this referee is going to stop him. Or this guy's going to put me in a, in a submission and hope that this referee catches yeah, catches it, and people don't think it's a real deal. You get kicked across the face. Guess what? Like you could be dead. Absolutely, like, people yeah. die. Submissions. People are like, why does the referee get yeah. in, get involved so much in submissions? I just uh, I listened to Herb Dean's podcast the other day. 
And he made a good point. Let's say a guy's in a guillotine choke where he's reefing on the guy's neck and he's putting this weird neck crank pressure yep. and also also putting um, also constricting the corroded arteries, right? So it's a blood choke. Okay? So he's doing that and the guy's kind of just trying to survive, trying to get out. Okay. How long does Herb sit there and watch it? Because as soon as the guy goes out, those muscles are gonna relax. Once those muscles relax Pop. and that guy has that much tension on the guy's neck, how many seconds does he have for him to just go snap and snap the guy's neck? Right. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Like It's yeah. something I never even thought of. Or pop the airway, too. You know if you got I mean? a blood choke, how close are you to fucking just destroying Yeah, just throat? crushing it. Boom. Completely crushing it. Right. Yeah. And once everything relaxes, and this guy's fucking hammering on the neck with everything. He's got yeah. like a fucking strong guy yeah. that's developed a boa constrictor grip. Or even a rear naked, right? You get your hips all propped up. Bam. Yeah. What are you going to do but, about that? But the thing is, rear naked, it's just constriction, whereas... Whereas a guillotine and, and a bunch oh, of the yeah, your head's style, all manipulated. You're, you're, yeah. getting, you're getting neck cranked as well. Yeah. So your neck is fighting this resistance like crazy. And luckily your muscles are protecting it. But all of a sudden you go out from the blood choke, snap. You know what I mean? Like yep. it could be bad news bears real quick. Real quick. So I'm in the back room, back to what I was saying. <laughs> getting my hand tape. Guy walks in. Piquette, you're up. I'm like, what do you mean, Piquette, I'm up? He's like, you're up. Your fight's on, man. Let's go. I'm like, I'm getting my hands wrapped. What the fuck? He's like, let's go, man. They're playing the music. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, just give me my glove. I don't even know if I wrapped my second hand. I don't think I did. I can't remember now to this day. But I remember I was totally not ready. Like, chilling in the room, thinking maybe I'm fighting in, like, half hour. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. Something ridiculously far away. Like, nothing close to when I thought I was fighting. Didn't even warm up or, sh- or nothing yet. I'm just sitting there still getting my hands worked on. I'm like, hey, get the gloves on, get the gloves on. We're rushing. Rushing, go to the backstage. I remember I get to the backstage, and right before we go to the walkout, so there's like a big walkout. He's behind the curtains on the left side. I'm on the opposite side. I get there, and he's back. His hands are gripped, and he's back to that death stare. He's like, <laughs> back to that crazy death stare. Now he's jumping up and down and staring at me. I'm looking at him like, what the fuck is this guy up to? I turn around to Woody, who is my corner man, too. I go, Woody, man, I'm nervous. He's like, you're nervous? I'm like, yeah, I'm nervous, man. Do something. Just start slapping the shit at me. Start slapping me in the face. Start slapping the body. Yeah. Start slapping the legs. He's like, you good? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Turn around, go. This fucking guy, too, speaking of this guy, he, uh, I go to touch gloves, he shot in on me. So there's no rule that you have to touch gloves, right? Right. You touch gloves when the referee brings you back in the center. But after you do that glove touch with the referees, the next one is like an optional glove touch. Yeah. Well, a lot of fighters, okay, snap, fight's on. They run in the middle, they touch gloves, they separate a bit, they yeah. fight. Yeah. That's not like, that's not a... A rule. So I, I have my hand in the air, like touch glove style. Yep. And I've done it in all my other fights, you know, go up, touch, yeah. back up. Got my hand up. He's looking at me like, yeah, yeah. Go up, go up, go to touch hands. Shoots in a, shoots in a takedown. Like, you motherfucker. Did you land it? I battled it and battled it and battled it. It was like a minute and a half <laughs> battle yeah. of uh, he's got me against the cage and he's trying to take me down. And he keeps switching to different shit. And uh, I keep switching to different stuff. He's getting, he's panicking. Uh, so he's still trying to monkey around. I reverse this one thing, wrap a hook, wrap a hook around. One punch lands, sink in the choke, rear naked choked him. 
He oh. just he just did the wrong thing. Yeah. He was getting so desperate for this takedown because he'd been. I was getting tired because we're battling 100. percent He's trying to take me down and he's trying to take me down. I'm blocking. I'm blocking. Hipping out. Hipping out. Grabbing his legs. Doing everything I can. I was actually really surprised with my wrestling defense there. I must have been training really hard. I'm, I was just on point that day because I was stopping him. This guy was a legit wrestler. I found him in the back room. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it. Let's just say he was very upset, okay, in the back. <laughs> of course. And he's like, nobody stops my takedowns. He's <laughs> like, my coach doesn't stop my takedowns. Super upset. I'm like, dude, you just need a better coach, and you'll become better too. Sure. That's it. If your coach can't stop your takedowns, and I just did, and I'm just some squid from Canada up here for a fight, <laughs> you know, you need a better coach. Yep. So That's true. You know, whatever, whatever. Surround yourself with those that are better, not those that are yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that guy had the most insane stare downs ever. He was just, but <laughs> stare downs. I remember, on point. like, I remember, it, no, but they weren't on point. Oh. It was so ridiculous. Like, right. I would be laughing. Was, I'd be like, yeah. what is right. he doing? Right. But the one guy that did have his stare down on point is Jimmy Berger, who I who messaged me uh, not too long ago, really just saying, hey, I hope life is good. He was a Marine. Um, this was in Indiana. I fought him. He just punched out one of the co-promoters to this uh, organization. It was called the MMA Big Show. It was a big organization in the Midwest at the time. He just punched out uh, one of their main guys, whole bunch, like landed a whole bunch of strikes. It was a good brawl fight, beat him up. So Jimmy Berger, tattoos all, all over the place. Uh, been 10 years in the Army, you know, like pretty hardcore guy. I show up not knowing who I'm fighting, fighting Jimmy Berger. We get to the weigh-ins. I'm looking at. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like this is, this is. I'm I'm 20 years old. I think at the time. Yeah. Because I was amateur still. Looking, at him, I'm like, Jesus Christ! This is a scary man. Big beard on him. All these like army tattoos and shit. And he's looking at me like I remember at the weigh-in. It was the first time I was nervous at a stare down. Like he actually stared me down, nervous. Right. I was like, fuck. This guy's like, uh, this guy's serious. <laughs> I remember going to tell the boys, like, this guy's pretty hardcore. I could tell, guys, like, he is going to be tough. Uh, not sure what plan I'm going to have on this one, but uh, she's going to be a tough go. And I just, they kept telling me to relax because I kept saying stupid shit like that. I'd be like, guys, I think this guy's hardcore. <laughs> They're like, who gives a shit, man? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, like, nobody cares, but. I'm just saying. I'm this guy, this guy. Like, I got a weird feeling about this guy. Did you win? Yeah, I did. Nice. With, uh, there you go. That's the guy that I, I need, which was a very significant strike. He, uh, I went for a tie clinch, which is where you wrap your hands around their neck or around their head, so then you could pull, pull them into your knee strikes. So as I'm, as I'm trying to – we collided somehow in the middle of the cage, and as we collided, I tried to go for a tie clinch. And it was funny, right before that, I grabbed my corner man, Jason Phillip, for the fight. I'm like, man, I got a new tactic, okay? I'm going to knee this guy. I'm going to knee him. I'm like, come here, come here. And I, I attacked Jay, and I fucking broke his glasses that he was wearing because I grabbed his head. <laughs> I started kneeing. He's like, whoa, man, settle down, settle down. I'm like, I got a feeling about the knee. You got a feeling about the knee, Jay. So I, you can ask Jay about that story. He laughs to this day. Like, I just got all excited all of a sudden, smashed his shit off. This is in the back room. And then we go to the fight. We collide in the center of the cage. Um, I go to get that clinch, and he's running away from it. So I'm trying to grab his head. He's backpedaling. And as I'm going forward, I see that he was getting close to the cage. Like, he's almost about to hit the cage. So as he was just about to hit the cage, I lunged up with my knee, 
So my driving is my force is going forward. He hits the cage, Bounce. bounces forward, yeah. boom, right into my knee. And I knew it connected good because then his he went weak, right? That's when I went inside control, snapped him with an elbow. I took him down to the ground, started feeding him shots. The funniest part, uh, this is like one of my funniest fights moments during a fight. I got this guy, like, I'm trying hard to get it, untangle his arms and, and land shots. I got him in mount now because I hurt him with that knee. Right. So I got him right by the cage. The crowd's kind of going quiet, and I'm just going, rah, rah, like trying to land these shots, everything I got. Just trying to destroy right through that beard that was protecting his chin, I think. <laughs> uh, I think his beard protected his chin. <laughs> so I'm trying to hit him. I'm trying to hit him. All I hear in the crowd, and it's my dad. My dad is a nutball. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, no, if, if you don't know my old man, he's a nutball. All I hear is, Jojo, quit fucking around. <laughs> I swear to God, like, I heard it clear as day, man. It was, like, it was perfect. So I'm, I'm pounding on him, pounding on him, trying to get him. He, he's rolling. John Billigot actually was in my corner as well. The guy from the initial the bar. fucking bar incident. <laughs> right. He's in my corner as well going, watch your base, watch your base, which means don't let him squirm out. Of course, he starts to squirm out. And then I did a, I did a weird thing. I grabbed him and I choked and I suplexed him backwards. And I choked him from there. Nice. Wow. With a back suplex, landed and choked him. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Done. I, I, was just, I was just like, here, you it. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on your neck. So I just fucking... Lift him off the ground with his neck, yeah. and then put him on his back, and that's enough to Just throw the rate yeah. off, yeah. right? And then I uh, got the tap. But yeah, I don't know how it started all that, but that guy <laughs> fucking scared me in the stare down. Right? Yeah, he intimidated me. There's not very many that's. That might be the only one who right. intimidated me. Prior to weighing, Pablo Santos was intimidating because he was so. Uh, um, he had so many like uh, accomplishments black behind belt him. Guy, yeah. yeah, he's a right. black belt jiu-jitsu. Like that's yeah. a huge deal, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in Canada. Like how many do we have? I don't know, but that, that, that fight, right? Yeah, that that. Then he backs out. So I think that was uh, that was a little intimidating. But Jimmy Berg was crazy because I was still a kid, and this guy was like fucking crazy army guy, blah blah. blah. And then after the fight, after <laughs> our fight. Uh, we're partying after, and he didn't like Canadians. And he posted on the the fight website after there was like a forum, and he's like, uh, "Hell of a night, guys." He goes, "I don't know what hurt hurt more, the beating Joel gave me or drinking with Canadians after, because <laughs> we drank like animals." <laughs> I got kicked out of the same bar like four times. It was a huge like thousand person bar. Yeah. Do we have time for me to tell this story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. After our fight, we're all good. This is like people don't know about about fighting. Most of the time, after a fight, it's all legit. Like my first loss in MMA, at my second fight, he was wearing Paquette stickers over his nipples, shirt off, wearing Paquette stipper, like support Paquette stickers over oh, his yeah. nipples. Yeah. Like that's the guy I fought. I lost to. Like it's just like there's no bad blood after. Right, we're all good. Yeah. Right. Wilson, right. there's probably some bad blood. I don't know on his behalf. I don't know because I was kind of a dick about that fight just because I was pumped about winning and he thought he was going to run over me. But right. after this fight with uh, Berger, we go to the back. Like, there's also a big bar to this fight section. By the time I get to the bar, I'm already, like, three shots deep because everyone's offering you drinks. And he's like, uh, all right, you want to do uh, 
shot like the, uh, what was he? can't remember what military he was now. He's a Marine. Oh, he's a Marine. So you want to do a shot like the Marines do? I'm like, sure. He's like, all right, order tequila, tequila, salt, lemon. So I grab it. He's like, all right. So I put the lemon on. So I put the lemon on, or the salt on my thumb. He's like, snort the salt, <laughs> squeeze the lemon in your eye, and then, uh, and then uh, take the shot. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, let's go. So sure enough, shoot the salt, squirt the lemon in my eye, take the shot. Now, just picture this. There's like 10 fucking idiots around a bar. We all have one eye closed, burning, going, Woo, we did it. We did it. Yeah, right on. We must have done so many of those fucking marine shots where we're just snorting salt and squirting lemon eyes. We're like, our eyes are all red and fucked up. So, so was he doing them too? What's that? Did he actually? Oh, do yeah. It? Oh, okay. yeah. He was doing it. And then we we're forcing him to drink like maniacs, right? Because yeah. Pierre was there and shit. Oh, yeah. OJ runs into the, we're a big circle of us drinking. This is right after we took one of the, one of the shots. Oh, OJ jumps into the circle and goes, suck this dick. <laughs> <laughs> and, everybody, and, every, and, and everybody was cool, man. Like it was yeah. just like everyone was easy going, you know, like yeah. a lot of people probably wouldn't have liked big J, like 300 pounds jumping into the circle, them yelling at everyone going, suck this dick. <laughs> you know, like it wouldn't go over well. Anyways, we drink all night or we're drinking at the event and everything's going good. The only thing that didn't go good was the guy I lost to his father. The guy I beat's father was pissed at his son. Like, he wanted to beat his son's ass right. for losing. Like, my son does not lose, even though he's a 30-year-old grown man. But he, I think he grew up in a hard, like, army life. I don't know sure. what the hell, but he looked pretty serious. So everything was all good. Then we, okay, so we're like, let's go to this crazy bar we know that's on the border of Indiana and whatever states beside it. Like, <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Geography. So we we we, we <laughs> jump we jump into one of his buddy's trucks, okay? This huge jacked up truck. We're like, let's go, Bob. So there's like four of us in the back of the truck. We got all these drinks. I don't know. We probably took from the bar because we're by like an hour or two deep. We're just pirates, man. We like we were grabbing our own drinks and shit. Like there was no more controlling us. We're out of control. Guys that starve themselves from partying and whatever. And I used to starve myself for a long time before fights. Yeah. Once the booze and stuff hits you after a weight cut, you're you're out of control. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm out of control for sure. Like way too out of control. It's not even good. By by one a.m., it's not good at all. So we get in this truck. We're going, trying to find the parking spot for this bar. This guy's like, "Ah, oh, okay, we'll go to the underground." Well, it's jacked up truck. It was too big for the underground. Yeah, and we just start smashing. <laughs> every side and like we're in the back of the truck going holy shit there's glass and stuff flying and these guys like everyone was so drunk and haywire these guys like holy shit right if we don't fit (laughs) security starts running out of this booth and it's like it's like 11 or 12 o'clock at night security's running trying to stop this truck he just hammers it just keeps smashing shit get out of there we park we get into get into go and line up at the bar. Somehow my old man who's like looks like Santa Claus and all that. <laughs> he comes up, he's like, Hey, meet my new friend in this French accent. Cause he beat us there. I'm like, Hey, nice, this is this hot chick? She just lifts up and shows me her titties. Just show, I'm like, what? The? I'm like, he's like, ah, you like my new friend? Ah. He's, he's laughing. So he must have been like, I don't know, told hey, my son want to fight or whatever. Show yeah. titties. I don't know what he said. She ended up partying with us all night long. 
<laughs> anyways, we're going. I got kicked out of that bar so many times. It was ridiculous. So first off, I go to try to get on the bull. Like, there's a mechanical bull. So I sign up for it. I'm fucked up. I can't even get on the bull. That's where they came and the bouncers got me. Out. Was yeah. off the bull because I couldn't even climb up the bitch, right? I was so wrecked, man. So by that time, th- by that time, they come. They drag me out, whatever, whatever. I get back in. Like the third or fourth time, by that time I'm just running past security with no shirt, just trying to get on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> just like, Ooh, all right, all right, it's time. Ooh, just rush through the doors, right? No shirt. My shirt got ripped off and tussles with the bouncers, right? <laughs> oh, it was devastating, man. I woke up that night with uh <laughs> I don't even know if I can tell the story. Oh yeah, I probably can. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll tell them like an edited version of it. So anyways, there might have been chicks that came back with us back after the fight. Was your dad's or, friend or one a of chick, them? Or? or a chick, yeah. yeah. Might have been Pierre's new friend, but Whatever. Pierre didn't come back with us. We got rid of those guys got rid of you, yeah. real quick. But there was still a crew, like four or five of us. Anyways, this chick's like, ah, and like nothing's going to happen. Look at all these guys are here, blah, blah, blah. So they leave the room. I'm like, everybody in this room has got to fucking hide or get out. So all of a sudden, I got my little Asian friend behind behind the love seat. I got two guys behind the drapes. You can see their feet. <laughs> you got you got uh, you got a guy under the desk. Okay. So this chick starts getting banged in the hotel room, and all of a sudden, the funniest part of the night <laughs> from the from the back of the love seat comes a camera. <laughs> A camera out of nowhere just pops up from behind at the love seat. <laughs> uh, fight stories. Uh, one time after fights in Kentucky, they found me at IHOP, and I was beside a cop, and they thought I was in shit. And uh, I guess I guess they came in, and they finally found me. And they're like, oh, sorry about my friend. We're going to take their... He's like, no, he's fine. He can't really talk or make any sense, but he's just really hungry. <laughs> I guess I went there. I'm like, I'm like flapjacks, pancakes. I grabbed money and I threw it all over the place. They just started scattering money out, like pancakes. So they just kept bringing me pancakes, and I just kept eating them until my friends found me. Yeah, the cop was just making sure I was okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Fun times. So it'll be an interesting end of the month this month. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it definitely will be. I remember one time, too, we were, uh, <laughs> I was fighting, uh, it was main event. Did we, do we have to cut this? We good? I'm, I'm good. I was fighting Carry for a main event in uh, Cadillac, Michigan. And uh, we went to this bar, and after the fights, I won my fight. I fought this guy that i thought was a nobody right he he wanted a match he wanted a rematch after the fight i'm like you're you're ridiculous man i remember being in the back room and some of the guys were talking about a bar fight they got in like two nights before right like oh yeah i smashed this guy oh, blah 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 i'm like what the hell they they got harleys in the stadium lit up before the fights like it was such a crazy atmosphere so they lined me up to fight with this guy and uh uh i fight him it was actually the one time, for some reason, I didn't stop fighting him. I, I kept, I kept hitting him, which is really weird. And then once it was called, yeah, yeah, it was really weird. 
I got so amped up. I remember being in the back room and I felt nervous. And then I was, I went to the, I went to the bathroom. This is weird. I never even thought about this for like so many years, probably like 10, 15 years, whatever, how long ever it's been. I remember going to look in the bathroom mirror, looking at myself, like, stop being fucking nervous, man. What are you nervous about? You know, it's the main event, but this is a fucking small show in the middle of nowhere. Like, who cares about this pressure? Like, there's no pressure here. Yep. You're fighting a guy. The rest of the shit doesn't matter. And then I'm like, I'm like, I need to get fired up in a different way. And like, this guy, I remember thinking to myself, this guy just hurt my family. Like, I remember thinking, convincing myself that this guy just went into my house yep. and hurt my family. Like, I'm just like, this guy hurt my dad. This guy hurt my mom. You know, like, this guy hurt my sister. And I'm in the bathroom. And then I was getting yeah. wound up. It was like part of the dressing room bathroom. So I'm by myself. My pad holders are in there. And I'm just in the bathroom like, fucking guy hurt my mom. I can't believe it. it hurt my dad. And I, I, like, convinced myself in there. So I went into that fight fucking raging, man. Right. And they say it's not good to put emotions in your fights. Yeah. Like, that's the big thing. Everyone says be, like, real clear, blah, blah. I think I need a little bit of both. Like, I need to find the happy medium. Because I'm not, like, I'm not a really angry person. I probably had, like, maybe anger issues if I didn't have outlets. But I'm a super happy person. I get all that shit out. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So I don't tip, I don't necessarily just want to just beat up this guy. Like, mm -hmm. once he hits me, then it's on. But I got to get that on before he hits me. Because once he hits me, then it's like, fucking, all right, let's go. You got to right? hope that he doesn't fucking take you out in that one hit, though. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. That could happen. That's right. Right, I need to get that killer instinct before. I think I will this time because I'm really excited for this fight. Oh, yeah. And I just want to throw some heat. Like, yeah. let's go. So I remember being in the back room, and I'm looking in the mirror anyways. I'm convincing myself that this... This guy hurt my family. So I'm like, I got tears running down. I go to the back room. I got the guy. I'm like, hold some kicks for me. And he's holding the pads. I'm like, Aah! and I'm kicking the sand. I'm going nuts. I'm just throwing. Like, I got, and I got, like, for not being a kicking guy, like, I could throw some heat with my, with my kicks. I don't know if it's just time spent hitting, kicking heavy bags over years yeah. or whatever, but I kick shit and people are like, that's a hard kick. I Dude, kick it was two weeks ago. We're in London. The same thing. The guy's like, I saw your kicks from across the fucking gym. And he's like, wow. <laughs> what? A guy said that? Yeah. Remember we went into the oldies village. Okay. Yeah. You okay. come over and he's like, there's an example. Dude. I'm too dumb to remember that shit, yeah. but I know that people come say <laughs> oh, this. <yeah. laughs> Legit. He's like, uh, where'd this guy come from? And he came over and introduced himself. He's like, Hey man, I don't know who you are, where you came from, but like, that's fucked. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right yeah, on. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for backing me up on yeah, that. Yeah, dude. I was right there. <laughs> so anyways, some people think I got some hard kicks. So I'm warming up. I'm smashing these pads. All of a sudden, there's all these people in the change room watching me hit pads because they could hear it resonating through the hall. And I'm fucking angry, man. Like, these people looking are like, I'm like, what, what are your spectators to this guy that just hurt my family? Like, who are you people? You know what I mean? Like, everybody was my enemy all of a sudden like i was in fucking rage mode and i remember i got in there ran around this guy comes out i'm like standing there i'm like okay okay all right i'm gonna come i'm gonna go punch and kick this guy tell him what's up and then i'm gonna beat him up like i'm gonna go in there give him something strong tell him i'm not fucking around this is over with right now you fucked with the wrong <laughs> rob people <laughs> we go uh i throw a punch punch and uh kick to the ribs and it lands pop pop it lands and he tries to do the same thing to me smack he hits me and i just uh, and i just charge him with cross hook cross hook bang bang so i runs to the cage 
He flops to the ground. One of them landed. I don't know which one landed. But he flops to the ground, so he's on the ground now. And I'm just start. I would just keep feeding. The refs try to break it up. And he's a big guy. He tries to break it up initially, like normal style. Right. Like just spread me. And I'm still hitting this guy. And I remember doing it, but I didn't know why I was doing it. I was just caught up in the moment. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not usually that guy. If I could take it back, I would, because that guy wouldn't deserve. Doesn't deserve it. Right? Obviously. Yeah. The fucking fight's over. Like relax, Joel. But I convinced myself that was the one fight, I, the only fight I've ever done that. That I was like truly mad at this guy. So, anyways, I'm bang, 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 bang. I'm throwing. The referee spears me, man. Spears me across the cage, and he's grabbing me onto the fence, and he's like throwing his weight into me against the yeah. fence, right? Trying to hold me back. My corner man throws all the shit. He runs in. People are all running in now. Like, turns into kind of a little bit of a spectacle. And then I was just like, everything was cool. Like, like all of a sudden, yeah. like this guy's like going nuts on me, right? Trying to. Pull, put put some heavy pressure against me against the cage like show me who's boss and i'm like dude i'm good i'm good i'm good relax relax he's like don't you ever fucking pull that shit he's screaming in my face I'm like dude i'm sorry like you could yell yeah. all you want it's over it's over i apologize well me and him kind of got into it at the after party a, a, a little bit because uh he came up he's like hey man about that like shit. the ref yeah. yeah, he's like, about that shit, I'm like, hey, like, that's not me. We're fighters here. What what do you expect? Like, sometimes the, the moment gets the best of us. We're not out here playing cricket, you know what I mean, or playing marbles. We're scrapping, tensions are high, you know, <laughs> hormones are high. Those, ga- those are odd games to reference. <laughs> <laughs> what, games, what games did I say? <laughs> cricket and <laughs> fucking marbles. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, fucking six-year-olds in England? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wise choices. I must say. Anyway. <laughs> oh shit. Oh yeah, that's true, man. That's true. I had a bag of marbles when <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. The funny things of mine comes yeah. up when it's just <laughs> free for all, right? I did on the way here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, there's this guy taking some time in drive through in front of us at Tim Hortons. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fucking guy's taking forever. And Muscle Bill's like, yeah, he's probably like ordering a <laughs> breakfast sandwich with uh, no ketchup. <laughs> I started laughing and he's all serious like uh, but like didn't even think anything of it I'm like man why did you say breakfast sandwich with no ketchup is that what you'd get he's like no I'm like do you order those with no ketchup no then why the hell did you just make where that where did up? that come from yeah like, I don't know it seemed odd at 8.30 at night out of everything anyway oh man oh about that fight though funny little story um, <laughs> but your conversation hilarious with the little story alright there's probably some stuff I shouldn't say about this story but I don't give a shit whatever people made their own choices that night <laughs> uh, we have a ref whatever whatever people think we're a big deal there like me and my corner man my sponsor that I had there was awesome he actually came up with like uh, that mass that you do exercising with I don't know. You know the mask they put over your face? The oh, the mask? mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he okay. came up with that shit. He had another company prior to that called Fight Fuel, and he sponsored me and had me fight in Michigan. I don't know where he's seen me fight. I think it might have been uh, one of my amateur shows. Then he asked me to fight at this other place under him. So I did, and he brought us to a bar, and it was sick and made us seem like we were ballers. Like, 
Yeah. Like these guys like pumped us up at the bar. Like these guys are a big deal coming up. We get outside the, the, uh, gives us like this, our own fucking Escalade tour guy that brings us everywhere. Get to the bar. He's like, how much money you want? Well, what do you mean? He's like, how much do you want to drink tonight? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, here, start with this. Shoots me a bunch of bills. It's like, where's your corner man? Little Andrew. <laughs> Little Andrew's a comedian from Toronto. Gives him money. He ends up fucking puking all over this, mm-hmm. all over the, all over the room. Passed out. There's people having sex beside him. He's out cold. <laughs> people. <laughs> Not the guy sharing the room with him. I, I wasn't that guy. That's for sure. <laughs> Okay, but another part of that story was at the bar, I'm telling these chicks, I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, you want to come back to our hot tub at the hotel? We got a sick hot tub. (laughs) Well, they came came back to the hotel with just a warm bath. That's all I had. It was just, just a bathtub. <laughs> I start I start brewing the water. Like, what, 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 what's, they're like, what's going, what's happening here? I'm, like, I'm getting the hot tub ready. They're like, this ain't no fucking hot tub. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they they thought they were doing, uh, they thought they were doing blow and some guy was crushing like one of his white vitamins that he had brought, like one of his fight supplements. He was crushing on the counter. These girls like, yeah, yeah, you guys got blow sweet. Snort, snort. They just like got a whole bunch of vitamin B. It's <laughs> <laughs> better for them. Oh, yeah, exactly. We had none of that shit. You'll feel they, better in the morning. Yeah, they were going to leave, they were going to leave to go get some. And my buddy's like, no, 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 we got some. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then Andrew all over the place puking. Like, how was your night, man? All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I'll tell you later. Good times. So yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, more good times are coming. Uh, if all it takes for me to fight fifteen minutes in cage to round up all my hooligan friends, like uh, like it does, these yep. fights bring everyone together, man. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. People that haven't been together in years. There's so many people from all over the place coming. It's, so awesome, man. All I got to do is fight. Nice. And then I celebrate with everybody after. Mm-hmm. I figured and you know what? It's win TV. or lose. I'm going in there to win, obviously. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm not, I'm not working my ass off for no reason. You know what I mean? I'm going to punch this guy out. If he gets the better of me, good for him. I don't think he's going to get the better. I don't see it happening. I just, I think he, I think they're all going to, I think they're underestimating me. I've been in this for a long time. Yeah. You know, I'm not just like some brawler. And I've changed a lot. If they're studying any tapes or any of my training, my training changes every day. I'm at different clubs, different people, different styles. And your That's last fight was what? Eight years ago? Seven? Yeah. It was so a while ago. ago. Not that long ago, but long ago. Whatever. Five. Yeah, yeah it was long. Anyways, you so learned, much has changed. Yeah, exactly. And I haven't yeah. been sitting on the couch since then. No. I mean, uh, that's why people, the one guy was like, hey, you post a lot of your training and stuff and and whatever uh, online. I go, yeah. I go, if, if he's going to base how he's going to fight me on these 30 second clips he sees of the hours I train and the hours I, I drill. And then he's setting himself up for disaster. Study that shit. Go ahead, man. I see them. I see guys looking at my shit nowadays that are all new to the list, like his teammates and stuff and whatever. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Check it out, man. Bring it on. Check it out. I'm training. I'm training with some heavies too. Some mean guys. They're teaching me some tricks. And oh, uh, and uh, I'm the guy that doesn't need to fight 
and I'm doing it to have a better life and it's changed my life for the better getting ready for this fight and unbelievable I can't I can't even express it like yeah. I was getting way too comfortable having way too much fun being comfortable and, and which is great like that, if people want to live a life like that like uh, you just have fun make your money on the side enjoy life that's great that's probably what everyone's satisfied with but I was too comfortable and I was okay with that and that's the problem I was okay with being comfortable and with me that's not a good thing because I just like to get into trouble then. so it's like Need yeah. a goal. Need something to strive towards. Focus. <clears throat> yeah, some focus, yeah. right? And like an outlet, a drive, or something. Otherwise, I'd like, instead of being good at fighting, I'll be good at partying. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, need, be, you need a purpose that's going to guide you in good, a direction that's healthier. Yeah, yeah, I'll be good at something, right? <laughs> if it's <laughs> chasing girls, I'll go try to be good at that if I got nothing else going on, right? Yep. But you know what that leads to? Everything. <laughs> that's great. But anyways... <laughs> <laughs> that leads since to a lot I've of good been stories. training for my fight and uh, yeah all those stories I wasn't part of since I've been training for that fight and straightening out my diet my life going to these gyms meeting up with people that are also striving towards something oh, that's yeah. the biggest thing right now because I was also I was also hanging out with people that are comfortable with what's going on you know when you're comfortable you find people that aren't doing shit either mm. not like necessarily not doing shit but they're not busy you know what I mean like hey you want to go to uh Toronto for the weekend, we're going to go check out this club, go to this game, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go to the restaurants, drink, blah, 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 blah. You can only find people that are in a comfortable situation that are willing to do that. If I call up Jesse Ronson and be like, hey, man, you want to go to this, this bar, blah, blah, He's like, no, man, I got training at this time. I got this to do. Yeah. Like last night, I asked him after training. I'm like, hey, do you want to go out for a bite to eat? He's like, no, I got to get my groceries because then I got to go do this, and then I got this, and I got this. Like they're regimented. They, oh, they're, yeah. they're on a path to something. Um, I don't know if she wants me to bring bring her up in this podcast, but a girl I just met through Muscle Bill mm-hmm. uh, fascinated me because she's a gym owner. She's doing all these things. Like it's just you just meet these random people yeah. that uh, they're they're progressing towards something and amps you up to do the same. Like now I'm I feel invigorated and I'm I'm meeting all sorts of people that I wouldn't have met otherwise that are like a positive addition to my life definitely a positive addition they're doing shit yeah. My, yeah they're doing shit they're they're like i was getting stuck into the the routine of just like just having fun which is awesome and all that but you i think as humans we need that thrive of something oh yeah right for and, sure and the other part of that is i didn't realize how much helping people i would give a shit about yeah it started with the training. I didn't realize, like, I was telling that to someone the one day. I'm like, I never, I never helped people, really. And they're like, well, what about when you did this? What about when you did the boxing for all those kids? You show up to do the volunteer boxing. And stuff. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that as helping people, but I guess looking back at it now, it was like a huge change in some people's lives, right? You yep. know, got them into a sport, got them into the gym. My One of my best friends, he's like, man, you're the one who changed my life. He you bothered me about smoking every day until I quit. And then you kept bothering me to go to the gym until I, until I did. And then his life's been about, you know, bettering himself, bettering his yeah. life. And he's like, that's like a lot of that started then. He was like, yep. he was living that life and just being comfortable, you know, like let's party, let's do whatever, whatever. No, not like, okay, Monday I got to do this Tuesday. And that started, that started his, the, his training started the evolution of progressing the rest of his life. So I'm getting like a flashback of that now again, going back like it's it's like i i was so regimented and disciplined 
Then I fell off the rocker, enjoying my successes of what I've already accomplished in life. Yeah. They might not be successes to anybody else but myself, but they are successes. Like, I had a professional fight, whatever, whatever, you know? Like, some of the, the, the bucket list of things. Being on a mine rescue competition team, competing in that. Like, I knocked off a lot of stuff, and I wasn't really trying to achieve anything other than being a little bit better at what I'm doing. So now it's like I'm back into that goal-crushing mode, and I'm meeting people in that goal-crushing mode. It's a great mode to be in. Dude, it is insane. It's, I forgot what it's like. Sure. I literally forgot what that's like to be so amped up. Like, now I'm sleeping less. I'm feeling more energetic. I'm eating better. I'm, oh, it's crazy, man. Like, it's just, it's invigorating. And unless you get off those, those comfortable spells once in a while, you don't even know what you're missing out. Like, I thought I was perfectly fine. 100%. 100% satisfied. Yeah. Okay? I have a hot girlfriend. I'm having a blast, blah, blah, blah. She is behind me in anything I do. Yeah. You know, this is support. Yeah. Yeah. I have support. I have like, I have support. I have love. I have this. I have that. Like, everything's good. Right. But then there's a side of me where I needed the fucking shit, like the grind. I needed to embrace the suck again, do the things that I didn't want to do, and then force myself and places where I I don't necessarily want to be or I'm nervous. Let's say like going to a a sparring session with all these tough guys like, fuck, my foot hurts or this hurts or whatever. Do I really want to be there? Going there, forcing yourself through it, feeling great while you're there, running into a person that you didn't see in years. Oh, all of a sudden that person and you are going out for a bite to eat or whatever. And then with that person, you meet another person. And then like, you know, like I was living a fucking sheltered, comfortable life. I feel like in comparison to now. Sure. So this fight coming up is already like, I already have successes from this fight. I'm, I'm amped up. Am I nervous about this fight? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be nerve-wracking. Making weight is going to be nerve-wracking. Having a shitload of people depending on me is going to be nerve-wracking. But I've trained my ass off. I don't give a shit what happens. Anybody else can take my place if they want to. If they think this shit's easy, step on in. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. Like, I'm living a life. I'm, I'm helping people on my way, so I'm not living the selfish life I was with the fire department and all that. Like, I'm giving back to the community. So I'm on par there. I'm on par with my relationships. I'm seeing people... More often, yep. I'm seeing greater groups of people. I'm seeing uh, people that are on a same kind of level as I'm at right now, like in towards achieving goals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hyped. I'm I'm feeling good. This is bad news bears for Colton. <laughs> like, I'm going into this fight already feeling like I've accomplished something personally. This fight is just an icing on the cake. This fight is just going to be me going, all right, you know what? I get to put on a show of violence without getting arrested at the end of this. Yep. This guy fucks me up, tears me apart. Good on him, but I'm going to try to smash your head off. Like, this is my 15 minutes where I could be what I try not to be. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? That's a good way this, to put it. Absolutely, yeah. 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 You tell yourself all day, every day, don't do that. Yeah, it's not necessarily that, that I want to be a, a bad person, but yeah. like, you want haywire... This is Joel. You want haywire? You know what I mean? This is the ultimate haywire. How can you get a crazier feeling than being stuck in a cage with people yelling at you, hot fucking lights on you? There's a guy, one guy in the middle of that looking at you guys. There's people yelling everywhere, and you just hear a door cage shut. 
you hear a lock close and you're just standing there, you're breathing, you hear nothing because now the noises are so extreme that you can't hear shit because everything's too crazy, right? And it's just like tunnel vision of this guy standing there and then you just start feeling your breath like... (laughs) Holy fuck. Okay. Bing. It's you or me. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what I think right before. You or me. It's you or me. Now it's not a it's not a, a moment where I got to think. Okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? This is now life threatening matter. This guy is trying to kill me. Yeah, I think so, that's a good way to cut it. Time to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good thing you're hard to kill. Yeah, good thing I'm working on being hard to kill. That's right. That's that man. That's what's up lately. Oh. Being good, doing good, training hard, being nice to people. I helped a lady on a wheelchair the other day. Nice. I didn't realize I was all pumped up full of pre-workout. I'm running the beach, okay? Okay, sorry, one more story. Yeah. Running the beach, <laughs> shirt off, right? Tunes are pumping. I'm like, <laughs> going hardcore. I got sweat all over me. The beach is packed because it's a weekend, and there's a boardwalk here in town, just so you have a visual, that goes along the beach where everybody is. It's like a walkway, but every once in a while, there's these rough little cement patches. So this late, there's these two old ladies. One lady's probably like 85, nine years old in the chair. The other one's probably like 60. And she's stuck and she's like, I can see because I'm running. I got like probably like 10, 15 seconds of watching her before I get to her, right? I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I can see she's now she's trying to play with the wheels. So she's kind of like half on her knees trying to move this chair. I'm running, running. Without saying anything, I stop. I just grab the handles. I said, hold on, lady. I put uh, pressure on the back wheels, so I lifted the front. <laughs> She's like, wee! <laughs> put pressure on the back wheels. Fucking boogied it brrr, across these cement. It was like cement, like rippled things. Yeah. So it's like pretty rough. Brrr. I still can't hear shit. Her friend's just <laughs> walking beside me. The beads are still pumping. I land her on the other side. I go, sorry, I'm a little hyper lady. I'm all jacked up on pre-workout. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry if I scared you. And I still hadn't seen her face. She turned to me, man. I wish you guys, I've, I wish I could do her face, like her, or I could s- say what her face looked like. But she turned to me, and I didn't know if she was going to like cry or be happy. Then the biggest smile came on her face. Like she just had a joy right oh, yeah. She probably hasn't moved in that chair ever like that, man. Plus, I she's got a guy it. looking like you, no shirt on. Yeah, just sweating. Like, Are you all right, lady? All right, okay, sorry. I'm excited. Here you go. Grab the handles. She grabs the handles, like, see you later. They're, I start running. I keep running the beach, right? There's uh, so many people who've seen this. I'm running down the beach. I look back. All of them are still standing there looking back at me stunned like, what just happened there? He literally, a man just literally stopped, looked like he was kidnapping grandma, made her do a catwalk for like 10 feet, full blast, landed her, said, sorry, I'm a little hyper, and then just kept running. Oh, fuck. Anyways. Doing good, feeling good, going to punch somebody out for kidney disease. I'm not making much money. I'm fighting for peanuts. I'm losing money. So buy a ticket, support the charity, Prospect Fighting Championship. Yeah. Donate blood. Muscle Bill, give them the speech. Joe Paquette. <laughs> yeah, make an appointment. Get on there, donate some blood, save a life. Yes, sir. Thanks for Thomas, Ice House Studios, Market Full Pop, Randall. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming right on, Thomas. Yeah, fun. You got to come on more often, yeah. man. Yeah, I should come back. No need to hide you in the back room. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, till next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.